Good starting linebackers are great for your defense, especially at the second level. Fred Warner, Bobby Wagner, the list goes on. Which 2024 linebackers bring that type of playmaking ability? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Guys, thank y'all for making Locked On Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every single day, man. Being our family, but as always, our every single day as we appreciate and we love y'all. But I can't do anything. I can't talk rings, championship, winning without a guy who has won at the highest of levels. My guy, Keith Sanchez, Mr. LSU. You can find him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. This is Keith Sanchez, Senior Draft Analyst with the Draft Network. Man, we're talking championship rings and things. Championship 2019 with those LSU Fighting Tigers, man. But you know why we're here? Myself, Damian Parsons, your dynamic duel covering everything NFL Draft content. We're here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL Draft 24-7, 365. And listen, man, we're still in the scouting notebook, right? But we're close to wrapping it up. We have three positions left, and we're going to finish this thing out this week, right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So today, man, we're talking about those linebackers, right? And we've talked about it on this podcast before, linebackers, somewhat of an underrated position, but we did see one go, what, in the top 25, the Lions went and drafted one in Jack Campbell. So it's a must that you cover these guys, right? Because you have no idea how a team values them, right? Where a team values them. So we're going to get this thing started, DP, with just a simple conversation of, Who's the best linebacker in this 2024 NFL draft class that has the potential to be a first round prospect? Man, I think, Keith, that question is kind of twofold because, as we know, you know, playing, you got your middle linebackers, you got your outside, right? So if you're looking for the best middle linebacker, that's going to be Jeremiah Trotter Jr. over at the Clemson, you know, University of Clemson, you know. The, the bloodlines playing the same position as his father. You see, stink, uh, you know, high instincts, ball tracking, um, really polished at, at at that position. Can blitz, and I and I talked about him and his his teammate Barrett Carter. Remind me a lot of now, size wise. I think is a little different because both of them are around six two, two twenty five, two thirty, two thirty five, somewhere in there in that range. They remind me a little bit of how Georgia used Nakobe Dean and Quay Walker. At times, you know what I mean? The cross dog blitzes, mugging the A-gaps and stuff like that. But Quay Walker was like 6'4", like 235, 240. So he's bigger than all these guys. But the Kobe Dean is in that same kind of height range. But Jeremiah Charter, man, understands how to slip and, and, and play off of blocks and read uh, blocking concepts. And he's he's the man. Like you, we talk about the, the guy that has the green dot. Right for 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 defense, he's the one who who calls the plays a lot of times when you're watching film, making the checks and the calls and communicating to everybody else. And he's he's the leader of that defense, man. Especially that defensive front seven, just just outstanding player. And I think 
Jordan Reed had him as his when he, we did the mock draft Monday about two two Mondays ago. Jordan Reed had him as the only linebacker in his uh, 2024 early mock draft, and I'm not surprised by that, right? But I will say this is that Barrett Carter is not far behind. Like for me, Barrett Carter is what we – if you remember Christian Harris from Alabama when he yeah. came out, right? Yep. Explosive, dynamic, heavy hitter, all that good stuff, right? This, is, to me, Barrett Carter is Christian Harris – with much better instincts, instincts yeah, and, and, and football IQ, like his similar with Jeremiah Charles. Jeremiah Charles is really good in coverage. The movement skills for Barrett Carter and coverage, outstanding. Guy that can flip his hips on the dime, can turn and swivel and stay in phase, especially dropping off. Uh, I can't remember which game it was, but he picked off a quarterback. He's like dropping. He, he's kind of dropping out into kind of like that that kind of curl of flats. Uh, type of area, but he he reads the route concepts that's around him. He reads the quarterback, flips his hips, and travels with the receiver as he's trying to run an inbreaker, and he follows him and, and picks the ball off with ease. So good ball skills, but another guy that's really, uh, in, in terms of mentally, I think he's also polished. And, and, and for him to be, and I'm going to say this, Barrett Carter Jr. to me is better than Trenton Simpson. You know what I mean? As a pure linebacker. DP, that's funny because I, I just Googled Trent Simpson because I was trying. Like, that's what I was doing <laughs> while you were talking because I was trying to figure out what round was Trent Simpson drafted in, right? I, I second, couldn't remember. I think, right? Was well, it second or third? Third, third round. He went third. third round to the Baltimore Ravens, and we talked about that being a potential uh, Patrick Queen replacement, right? Like, that's somebody mm-hmm. who needs to be on alert. And we'll get into that when we get into our training camp battles. Correct. That's a prelude right there for some of the hot content that is coming your way. But, DP, keeping that conversation going with Trent Simpson and Barrett Carter, I agree. But this this is what I was interested to see, right, because this Clemson defense, right, they do a lot of interesting things with those two guys. But we know in the past, right, some of what they've done with Trent Simpson, remember he kind of played more in a nickel slot, then Mm -hmm. they kicked him inside. I'm interested to see. Um, what they do with Barry Carter, does his role change any? Because when you really look at it, right, and you look at this Clemson defense, you're looking at Trent Simpson, extremely athletic, right, can run with slot wide receivers. Then you had Jeremiah to try in the middle, and then you had Barry Carter, right? Like that's a that's a for a linebacker core, right? Especially in college, that's somewhat of an embarrassment of riches. Like when you're able to have those three guys playing linebacker for you, um, some teams are lucky just to have one. They had three guys <laughs> out there. So you can still Thanks. run three linebackers on the field and still play the run and then also play some, you know, a base nickel type-ish defense. So I'm just interested to see where Barry Carter goes. As far as your synopsis of the two, um, I wrapped up both of them. This morning, DP, I agree with you. I, I, I like Jeremiah Trial. I like what he does. So if, if I'm being critical of him, I think sometimes he he misjudges fighting over blocks or slipping under them. That, that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing when I see Jeremiah Trial. But I'll tell you this. When he lines it up right, he got some knockback. Like, he, he, he he's going to hit you. Like, he, he has some power, some knockback in him. So I think it's a, it's a fairly fun situation. And like we talked about, Jack Campbell went – Number one, I mean, well, he went in the first round last year. Jeremiah Try appears to be more athletic. Jack Campbell was a much bigger guy, but Jeremiah yeah. Try appears to be more, more athletic. So if you're asking me traditional linebacker, which I think is hard to find just with these spread teams and mm-hmm. it, it affects defensive players and I think linebackers, especially the linebacker position, because we either want to put safeties on the field at linebackers 
or we want the most athletic linebackers, but we disregard the ability to play the run, right? And, and then we get these guys in the NFL, then they have to play the run, and then we realize they can't play the run on a la like Kenneth Murray and, you know, a couple of these other Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. You know, like they, they struggle yeah. at doing that because of that. But I think Jeremiah Trider is a traditional but a good blend of solid athleticism and he can play the run. I'm just looking for him to improve as far as just blocks. But you talk about bloodlines, his daddy being Jeremiah Trotter, right? Like he, he he's going to – I believe that he's going to figure that part out. No, I agree, man. And just having those two dudes on the same team and, and just watching, like even with Barry Carr, you talk about Jeremiah Trotter having – packing the punch. Like for me, I, one thing I always look for, like undersized linebackers, just like any any position, can you play bigger than your size? Mm-hmm. And, and and Barrett Carter, both of those guys, they're both technically undersized because they're not 235, 240, 6'2", 6'3". They're more around that 6'1", 225 to 230 range. But I will say this, if they, <laughs> and I said this before, if you love Jack Campbell, you're going to like – uh, you know, go to like Tommy Eichenberg. Eichenberg to me is very similar to Uh-oh. Jack Campbell. Well, with DP, don't don't know you giving up the sauce. Maybe giving up the sauce. <laughs> so listen, much like yesterday, right? With DP went ahead with the picks, pick 21, <laughs> pick 21, 22, 23, 24, trying to jump ahead into our tier two linebacker. <laughs> so we're going to jump to our next segment with the tier two linebacker so DP can get into Ohio State's linebacker, uh, Tommy Eichenberg, because we we both like him, right? And now it's just time to discuss just how we view him and in and, and what light um, do we see him on the next level in the NFL and then also as a draft prospect. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball with FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. You heard me correct, up to $200. That's right. Just bet $20, guys, 20 bucks, 20 big ones, and you will land $200 in bonus bets back. And the kicker is it doesn't matter if you win or lose. That's $200 that you can spend betting from, betting on things from, on everything, from the money line to the over-under to who you believe will hit the very first home run in that contest. All of this on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Guys, plus when you win, you get paid instantly. There's nothing better than getting your money right away. There's no better place to bet on all the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. So all you need to do is sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. Tommy Eichenberg, linebacker from Ohio State, and I said it in the first segment. I think I said it Back in the beginning of the summer, if you like Jack Campbell, you are going to love Tommy Eichenberg. Another six foot, what, three, six foot four, that kind of almost looked like a throwback linebacker, right? Like the, the Brian Erlachers, the, the, those type of throwbacks, those big body, long arm guys that will actually catch you off guard with their ability to track the ball quickly cut off access points for the running back in the run lane. And one thing I always look at with linebackers and I just, from, from what I was taught growing up was you never, when, when, when it's outside run a perimeter run, you keep your hips, your shoulders square, you scrape and you don't give up cutback lanes. You know what I mean? 
And Tommy Eichenberg does that well. And you talk about cover ground as he's scraping laterally. Good lateral movement, but a guy that eye discipline is so good with him because he's able to not only diagnose run versus pass, diagnose it quickly, but then, okay, you want to bounce it outside? Cool, I'm going to be able to cover ground, close off, and wall that off and make make legitimate, secure tackles. And he's physical. there's There's a play against Wisconsin. Uh, and big Braylon Allen, 6'3", 245-pound running back that they have for Wisconsin. And don't get me wrong, Braylon, Braylon Allen, it was like a third and one type situation or third and inches, and he got the first down. But Tommy Eichenberg, you know, he went head up to him, you know, head on in the alley. He he, he went ahead and, and, you know, find the running lane, closed it off, and, and, and made the hit. And it just was the fact that, you know, he, he kind of went a little bit too low. If he had hit him a little bit higher, he might have been able to kind of stonewall him a little bit. But it was a fun battle between those two guys. But just, and then you see some of the, the coverage ability. So he, I was just sitting there watching him, like he looks a lot like Jack Campbell. Like he looks so much like Jack Campbell. He's just play, like Jack Campbell played for Iowa. He's playing for Ohio State, and, and it's time that we start paying more attention to these linebackers that are in the Big Ten. I mean, they might they may not run the four fours like the Devin Whites and Devin Bushes that can't has come out in the recent years. But these guys can play, Keith. Yeah, I, I agree. So when I watched Eichenberg, this was the thing I was looking at, right? Because not not so much of you observing trends with the NFL, but you know, like I said, Jack Campbell going in the first round. You you're trying to figure out was that just a Detroit line thing, or was that the <laughs> you know the the entire you know I guess NFL, right? That they were they hire to where the Lions felt like they had to go and grab Jack Campbell because he wasn't going to be there again when they picked in the second round or you know third round or whatever. And so watching him. Like you said, I, I, I like the comp, but just watching the skill set, right? I always try to watch linebackers because I always say the the, un, the most underrated part of them is, is making tackles close to the line of scrimmage, right? Like, do you do you key and diagnose and you're able to attack the line of scrimmage and make tackles close to the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage? And then that lets me know if you're doing that, DP, that means that, that you have high IQ, right? You're able to easily – I understand – what play this is, right? I understand what's going on and I can play downhill. So I I I don't mind traditional linebackers, right? If you're telling me this guy is a you know traditional Mike linebacker, I'm a-okay with that because there's a role for that in a defense, right? If you're telling me he's a he's a C gap to C gap guy, I'm fine with it because I've seen other linebackers, right, that can run sideline to sideline, but that sideline to sideline stays on a plus side of the offense, right? Meaning that mm-hmm. you don't make the tackle to it's six, seven yards down the field because you don't make any progress towards the line of scrimmage, right? Like you're, you're not taking your proper read steps. You're not keen in diagnosing and you're not triggering. So guys like Tommy Eichenberg, I, I appreciate it, right? Like his, his physicality that he played with, um, you know, his ability to, to, to shed. Now, is this a guy that you're going to, you know, line up one-on-one with all the slot wide receivers? No, but there's a role for hey, I, I have a traditional Mike linebacker. Now you can find a will, right? Or you can walk down a strong safety into the box and let him play your will backer so he can match up with those backs out of the backfields and things like that. So I, I agree, DP, that I I, I liked um, I liked Tommy Eichenberg, but there's one name that I want to bring up too just from a conversational point, and that was we kind of texted about it a little yesterday, but small Manda, right? Because he's almost the polar opposite of Tommy Eichenberg, right? Like he's what six one two, 
215. Yeah, like some somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Now, the, the question is this, DP, because I didn't think his instincts were horrible, right? I didn't think they were, I didn't think they were bad. No. He just appeared to be undersized at times. So is there a bigger role for him? Do you feel like playing on a perimeter, right? Like it is is the ceiling, or I don't want to say the ceiling, right? But can he reach the same caliber of a guy like a Barry Carter if he's just not playing in the middle anymore? Like, like do you see that? Or you still think he's just more of a, a matchup-based linebacker? Because this is a guy that will be talked a lot about because he is playing Georgia. He is playing the middle linebacker position at Georgia. Yeah, I, I, for me, it, it was such a yeah, – because I texted you last night. I was like – I was watching him, and I'm like, man, this kid is small. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he, he's – you know, one thing I, I wrote it down, I was like, he, he's, he's got long arms. He's lean everywhere, top to bottom. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, his lower half is lean. His upper body is lean. He's got a long torso, and that's lean as well. So it's like the one thing that, that, that struggles is like, okay – he he plays with good tempo, with good motor and aggression, but he's just not overly powerful. He's not overly strong. Uh, you know, he does try to shoot gaps and blitz and, and attack the 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 line of scrimmage. Like I think it was the it was the Tennessee game. Their center was able, but he was treating him like a rag doll at times, just getting his hands on him and just like engulfing it, him it and was, controlling him. Yeah, I noticed that, and it was more so. Not that I, I, you afraid to put him in a box from a Keenan diagnosing plays. Mm-hmm. It was more so of once offensive linemen got their hands on him, I just right. don't know if he's big enough or strong enough to shed the blocks, right? Like, he, he's one of those guys, like we kind of talked about with Jeremiah Trotter, he used this maneuver, right? Like, he's going to have to slip blocks, right? He's either going to have to beat you over the top or he's going to have to slip them, right, and, and go underneath the blocks. But I don't know if Georgia puts him in the best position – because when you're playing, right, like when, you, when you're playing Mike Linebacker and it's just those inside zone runs or those just direct power, right, like there's not a lot of opportunities to slip blocks because those offensive linemen are not in space, right? You're not allowing for, for gaps to open up for you to slip them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different if you're the, you know, you're the, you could be the strong side linebacker, right, on the outside zone play, but because those those linemen are, are taking steps, right, and all of them are kind of getting separated, it's giving you more space to slip under a block or to quickly fight over it and um and make a play. So I I, I watched him and I'm like, you know, he, he's not a bad player. Like I'm like, okay, I I, I see it, I, I like him, but I do think he's out of position. I don't think he's a mic back on the next level. Um, you know, just in the NFL. No, he, he he's not. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Keith, because you know what I texted you last night about. I honestly think that he might be. It, it could be a conversation about moving him backwards, like into like kind of a a safety role. You know what I mean? To where he can play. Because to me, his best ball is when he's in space. Yeah, the coverage. Thought, he's good. And and this is an LSU name, right? But this is a guy that still had a couple good years in the right situation. And that was Deion Jones. I remember Deion Jones yeah. with the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons. And and I and the reason I, I brought that up was because not not the, you know LSU guy, but but because I don't know if people remember about Deion Jones' career at LSU, right? Like we ran a different defense, and he was not like a premier player, right? But then we, I think we got a new defensive coordinator, switched some things around. He moved to the edge, and he took off, right? And then when he got to the Atlanta Falcons. He played more weak side linebacker, and it was like, I'm cool here. Like, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is where I thrive in. And, and I thought of Small Mondon 
um, you know, be up because of that situation. Like maybe if he moves to the perimeter, this will be where he's best at. No, I, I like that name pool because Dion he he was a baller for the Falcons for for a while. You know while yeah, he, he was he there, did some years you know until I mean? injuries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah. That's NFL injuries stuff because you sure. still got high level productive play from him. So I, I'm, I'm cover skills, playing. blitzing, run defense. Like he was able to 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 really make an impact, and I, I like that comparison for for uh, Small Monday. Now I, I definitely think he's somebody that. Um, like I said, you, you put him in space, you put him in the right position where he's not tasked to take on blocks and stack and shed and be like be be more physical than his frame will allow him to be. Allow him to play within his body. And, and I think if you put him in that position as an outside linebacker, whether it's four three, kind of weak side, uh, he's chasing backside runs and not being the play side defender so much on strong side. I think you can get the best out of this young man. I, I agree, DP. I agree. But look, man, we're going to wrap up that segment, right? The tier two linebackers um, from our scouting notebook. So you know what we're about to head into, man. We're about to head into those sleeper linebackers. And like I said, stay tuned because this, last year, heading into the heading into the, the season, right, or even to the draft season, I don't think anybody had Jack Campbell pegged as a top two round guy, right? And he went in the first round last year. And there's just so many different names. Chad Moomer, I'm thinking about, right? Like Devin Lloyd was kind of a buzzy name, couple names from the, the, the draft uh, previous. So there's, there's always linebackers emerging. So it's a must that we cover these guys. So, man, make sure y'all stay tuned. Coming up next, man, we're going through those sleeper linebackers. We know that's DP's favorite segment slash intro man so we're going to jump into those guys and rattle off some names a couple guys to keep on y'all radar that if they have big years you can see their stock skyrise skyrocket over the uh over the over the season it's time to wake up family the, the the alarm clock is going off and instead of numbers you're seeing linebackers come across the face of it and i'm gonna tell you right now guys a a linebacker uh, Keith, I, I felt like all the linebackers were literally in my region. Like I really felt like that was the case because I forgot about Michigan Jun- Junior Colson. Let me. I, I watched this kid and I'm like, right, he's like, I think he's listed at like six two, six three, uh, about two thirty five somewhere in there, and you know, nice dense frame, strong build. Guy could do a little bit of everything, man. You know, run defense and attacking the line of scrimmage. And what I really like is, uh, you know. <clears throat> Everybody, because oh, trust me, not even some defensive ends ain't built like this to be able to take on pulling guards that are lead blocking in power run games on counters, traps, stuff like that. And you're talking about same foot, same shoulder, dri- driving your shoulder into the chest plate of that interior offensive lineman, or even just using your hands and your power to to shock and shed them and stonewall these guys who are moving at full speed to try and take your head off and, and open up a, a running lane for that running back. He does a good job with that. You know, being able to, to scrape across and get to the outside runs, but also as a spot dropper in zone, he does a good job getting to his, to his areas, keeping the head on the swivel, uh, reading and diagnosing Noticing what's going on around him and getting to his landmarks, man. So I just kind of watched this 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 kid, and I was like, okay. So this Michigan got more. They, this defense, they guys got some NFL players. Yeah, no, and I, I'll say this: that this I wouldn't even categorize him as a sleeper, right? Like this no, is no, he shouldn't he, be. He, he, yeah, he's he's a tier two emerging guy. Um, just no, not anybody's talking about him at this point. But I, I wouldn't be surprised this guy, you know, what I'm saying, was a, a fringe day one 
early day two, just because, like you said, everything that he offers, especially the versatility part, because I, I even think what you said with the length, he's somebody you can walk down on the edge, right? Like walk mm -hmm. down on the edge and just let him get a couple pass rush reps, right? Like just, just get there and see what he can do. But like you said, the physicality is there, the athleticism is there, the length is there. So he checks majority of the boxes. So I'm expecting him to, to play um, play better, be a leader of this defense next year, and he's probably gonna be one of the more highlighted names. The DP keeping this this thing going, the you know kind of under the radar linebackers. I don't even know if he went under the radar, right? Because it was a big time transfer. Oregon State's Omar Spates, right? He went to and transferred to the LSU Tigers. I, I've watched him. I didn't mention him in a tier two, and I don't know if you got eyes on him, DP. But it's just been a matter of I'm having a tough time gauging him. And what I'm saying that is that there, there are some things that I, I really like, right? Like he he's, I don't want to say a thickly dense built, but he has a good build to him, right? Like he has a, he has yeah. a good lower half. Um, He's not just this like short stubby guy, but he has a thick lower half, which serves as a good base for power, right? Um, Sideline to sideline speed, I, I can see that, right? And I'm not saying that he's a, a blazer, but... You know, when he and when if it's a toss play like and he has to get on his high horse, he can get there. You know what I'm saying? And so I appreciate that. Now, the question would be, is just him um, keying diagnosing quickly. Right. Like sometimes I think he allows offensive linemen to climb up to him, but he has a natural ability to make plays. And that's what he did at Oregon State. Right. Like he just was always around the football. So that's why I say like this. This is a sleeper guy just from the perspective of. If he can make enough plays and be considered a playmaker at the linebacker position, it like I said, the, the, the stock is through the roof, right? And with teams may value in him. And we've seen teams in the past, right? Value playmaking ability versus, okay, this guy is just a run-stopping linebacker, right? And, and I think Omar has the ability to, to develop that trait, right? But it's it's I had a tough time gauging him. Yeah, I've I've seen a little bit of. I didn't get a chance to do a deep dive, but I, everything you say, I agree with. I saw some physicality with him in terms of as a tackler. He he was able to bring some mm -hmm. bring some juice uh, as a tackler as well. Um, and like I said, the the the, the athleticism or sideline sideline speed, it's not overwhelming, but it's good enough to get on. Like you said, get on that high horse and get out there to to make his presence felt to try and cut off either string the play outside. Or cut, make the, the running back try to cut back inside to where ma the 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 majority of the defenders for his defense are, um, and kind of help rally to the ball. Keep keep those outside runs to a minimum, a minimum gainage. Uh, you know, I, I definitely want to see more from him in, in terms of um, in, in terms of dropping off in coverage. And I think I can't remember what he's listed at, but I think that I would like to see him just kind of blitz. I want to see how how LSU uses. I want to see if they use him differently. Yeah. Than Oregon that's State because that could give us a better picture. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm kind of waiting to see too, right? Like, how does LSU use him, and you know, like what where where does he play, right? Like, this is a guy because you know they still have, and it's not to get into LSU conversation, but they still have Harold Perkins, right? Or they kicking yep. Harold Perkins down, and then Omar Spates is going to play straight stack backer. You know what I'm saying? They have Greg Penn, right? Greg Penn the third, who's another starter for them. So it's a lot of different things, not a different positions he could play, but I'm interested to see where he aligns, and then how does that suit his um his, his natural skill sets and abilities as a player? Not for sure. And then I you know I got two names that I'm, I'm gonna close it up with. On my end, uh, number one is kind of a – it's just a weird situation. Eric Gentry over at USC, he's listed at 6'6", 200 pounds. And when I turn on the tape, I'm like, is that Victor Wimbiana out there? Like, bro, 
He is small. I was like, he's skinny. He's high cut, high hipped. He's got really long arms, man. He's legit 6'6". And you see that play to his advantage when they drop him off as like that, that put him at that middle linebacker. He's like that deep middle drop, um, especially in those third and longs. He's able to drop back, and it's like hard to get passes over. I remember listening to uh, uh, Caleb Williams talk about him, I think, after practice one day. He was like, yeah. Like with Eric, when he's back, when he's out there, man, it's, it's really difficult to layer passes over the top of him because he is already 6'6", and his wingspan might be 6'9", 6'10". So then he is able to, you know, when he goes, goes to leap up and make a play on the ball, he could deflect passes and things like that. But, man, like handling the run game, like he, he doesn't tackle head on. Like he's not, you know, his build is not going to allow him to just, you know, sit on the balls of his feet and recoil through the hips and drive into into ball carriers. No, he's going after ankles every time, every single time. Now you know he's got that that long wingspan, so it's like so a, it's like casting a long You're saying six six? Is he a a edge guy or is he a, a linebacker? Yeah, man, long stack backer. Oh, okay. It's weird. It, it looks so weird out there, bro. Yeah, I was it, like, I, no I, I was. I, I thought you were describing an edge guy. Okay. He, he's yeah. No. No. He's legit. He, he. 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 cannot play on the edge with his build. Like he, he. It's. It's so. I'm so confused. I don't know. Like I was. Conf, I was perplexed and conflicted about him because I'm like, what is the in a, what is the path for success for him as a prospect? Because right. if you're six six two twenty. Like, I feel like he moves good when he has to open up that stride. He can go, you know what I mean, and get on that high horse. But I'm just like, all right, like, I can't walk him down to sandbacker. I, they play him a little bit in the overhang. So you I, don't, I don't think know. he can play edge? I mean, you don't, you don't think he, he would have to true. bulk up, like, legit. He would have okay. to legit bulk up. Like, I would say 240 at the at – the, and I'm talking not just, like, weight. He needs to get mass. He's extremely skinny. And it's like – Skinny up, skinny up top, and and his lower half, legs, calves, everything, everything's skinny. And I'm just like, this is one lean kid. He's a lot leaner than this small Monday who we talked about. And you know, I yeah, no. So just with, with Eric Gidry, <laughs> I, I just I'm 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 just gonna declare this right now. I'm a little out on him as a prospect. I don't really know what to do with him. Uh, but shout out to I want to give a quick shout out to, to Oklahoma's linebacker. Danny Stutzman, 6'4", 238-240. I think he's an adequate athlete, similar to like that Jack Campbell type of mole. You know what I mean? And that Tommy Eichenberg's, um, where he's a spot dropper in coverage. They blitz him. Um, he did have like over 102 tackles, but he also had double-digit missed tackles at, at, as well. So you want to see him play a little bit more under control, um, not you know, because you see, you, we, you've seen the guys get in the backfield, they get a little antsy, they get a little too aggressive, and they miss, they, they whiff on on the tackle. So you want to see him do that. But he, he to me, it looks like his range is like you know that kind of like that Jack Campbellish, where it's like um, hash the sideline type of range. Like it's it's good, it's not great. And I think he's a guy that you know you probably put as your 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 inside middle linebacker and let him you know let him ball. He could be some could play some strong side I think as well. But he's a solid guy. He's a guy that no one really I, I do not hear his name. People don't talk about him. But I think you know this year second year in Brent Venables' defense. I think Venables is going to put this young man in positions. As we know, he does a great job of putting his, his players in the right position. I think Venables is going to put him in position to 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 really excel and to thrive. Um, and, and this is a young man that has the the, the physical build and, and, and skill set that you look for in the NFL linebacker for sure. 
Okay, cool. Well, ADP, that wraps up this episode, man. Talking about scouting notebook, going through the linebackers. And linebackers is always a fun position, especially as talent evaluators, because there's always guys that emerge throughout the season, right? And, and guys that go high. So I'm I'm excited for the guys that we have, the slate of guys that we we already identified as ballers. But then you know there's probably going to be another 10 guys to, to enter this chat or emerge as, you know, as, as guys that can play high-level football at the linebacker yeah. position as NFL draft prospects. So, man, I think that was a good show. Tomorrow, what are we going through? We want to do corners or you want to do Corners, baby. We got to go see corners, if there's some man. islands out there. <laughs> so, tomorrow, man, y'all make sure y'all tap in with us, man. We're continuing the scouting notebook, introducing you guys to the 2022, 2024 NFL draft prospects via our scouting notebook over here at the NFL draft uh, podcast. And we're going to get into cornerbacks tomorrow. For sure. We're going to talk about those cornerbacks and have a great time doing so. Guys, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every single day, Monday through Friday, being our family, but our every single dayers, man. We love and appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tapping in and dropping the comments. Who, who are some of the linebackers that you've watched that you want to talk about? Is linebacker on your team we didn't mention? I know there's a couple in my region I did not get to, but uh, don't, you know, we Y'all be giving us a little slack on, on, on YouTube or hitting me up in the inbox like, hey, man, you ain't talking about this player. Hey, remember, guys, it's a lot of prospects. So, you know, listen, it's no shade to nobody. But in turn, like I said, tomorrow we're talking corners. And in terms of Twitter, you can find and follow Keith Sanchez at the talent code. Me, Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your 